You're with Dr. Darlie Elise, bringing you uncommon insights and practices on wellness, relationships, and spirituality in seven minutes nuggets or less. Today, we're using Matthew 22:39 as a litmus test for emotionally healthy, emotionally codependent, or emotionally abusive relating. noticed that emotionally healthy, emotionally codependent, and emotionally abusive people read and hence apply scripture in very distinct ways. Let's take Matthew 22:39, where Jesus says the second great commandment is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Emotionally codependent people read this text to say love your neighbor more than yourself. Well this tilts any relational dynamic in the favor of no one. Neither party is served when giving is under compulsion because of fear, obligation, or guilt, otherwise known as fog. Scripture teaches that perfect love casts out all fear, 1 John 4.18, that giving is not to be coerced, 2 Corinthians 9.7, and that maturity requires we don't step in and rescue irresponsible people, emotionally or otherwise, 2 Thessalonians 3.10. Fear, obligation, and guilt are the triad of abuse. Emotionally codependent people live in this fog and often mistake silence, conflict avoidance, and compliance for sainthood or martyrdom. They are neither. They are the red flags of codependency. If your Christian religious framework and spiritual practice are at all motivated by fear, obligation, or guilt, consider that you are not living in the freedom the gospel provides. In the fog, emotionally codependent individuals have a difficult time doing two things. First, identifying abuse for what it is, calling the thing a thing as Eliana Van Sant would say. And second, accepting that abuse is both evil and intentional. Often, being unable or unwilling to face these truths places them in a position where they're not only victims of abuse, but also unsuspecting accomplices in that they enable abusers to mistreat others. Excuses for emotional abuse may sound like, that's just mom. He's always been like that. Christians should forgive and let Jesus take care of the rest. Overall, she's a good person. They didn't mean it that way. I know he hurt you, but I've heard experts describe people-pleasing and codependency as self-abandonment, and that's exactly what they are, which is why loving your neighbor more than you love yourself doesn't fulfill Jesus's commandment. Would you abandon your neighbor? So why do you abandon yourself? On the other side of the dysfunctional coin are emotionally abusive people. These toxic individuals read Matthew 22:39 to say, you shall love your neighbor less than yourself. Natasha Tracy offers a definition of psychological abuse, often called emotional abuse, as any act including confinement, isolation, verbal assault, humiliation, intimidation, infantilization, or any other treatment which may diminish the sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. The abuse can be overt or covert. Sometimes both. Overt emotional abuse is out in the open or known by everyone. It's the bully everyone knows is a bully at school, work, in the family, or at church. This form of abuse is blatant and directly observable. Covert emotional abuse is done discreetly or secretly and for that reason flies under the radar. Covert emotional abusers wear a mask to the world but make little effort to hide their ugliness with those closest to them particularly those they live with. Covert emotional abuse is especially insidious and dangerous 
in Christian family and Christian circles, where keeping up appearances or looking good trumps actually being good people. Wendy Carr, host of the podcast Toxic Relationships Untangled, has an excellent episode on covert emotional abusers called The Communal Narcissist, Master Manipulator Cunningly Disguised as the Good Guy. I'll include the link in the show notes. When confronted with their abuse, emotional abusers will employ DARVO, a tactic to avoid accountability. DARVO stands for Deny, Attack, Reverse Victim and Offender. And if you've ever dealt with a toxic person, you'll recognize this classic response pattern of blame shifting. Dr. Jennifer Fried introduced the term back in 1997 to describe the way perpetrators of abuse deny having committed the offense, lash out against the accuser, and then paint themselves as the one who is in fact suffering. This may include denying recollection, downplaying the event by admitting to some but not all destructive behavior, or minimizing the harm that it caused. What you won't encounter is compassion towards your pain, responsibility for their actions, remorse for their words, and a change in behavior. According to Ezekiel 18.30, repentance is not just the confession of wrongdoing, but the turning away or ceasing from doing harm. The lack of change in behavior is the hallmark of all types of abusers. Emotionally healthy people read Jesus' words in Matthew 22:39 exactly in the way he spoke them. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, and they nurture their relationships in light of those words. To do that, we must have healthy boundaries. Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend say that emotionally healthy individuals understand that boundaries are not selfish, but a sign of good stewardship. I couldn't agree more. In their seminal book, Boundaries, When to Say Yes, When to Say No, to Take Control of Your Life, Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend write, quote, you exist in relation to God and others. Your boundaries define you in relation to others. Therefore, boundaries are really about relationship and finally about love. We have many boundary problems because of relational fears. We are beset by fears of guilt, not being liked, loss of love, loss of connection, loss of approval, receiving anger, being known, and so on. These are all failures in love and God's plan is that we learn how to love, end quote. I'm convinced every Christian should read this book. It's great for solo reading or small groups. I'll include the links in the show notes. Another reason we should reject both codependency and abuse is they are the indication of a belief in the inequality of people. For the emotionally codependent, they consider themselves of less value than others. For the emotionally abusive, they believe they are of more value than everyone else. To fulfill Jesus' command, we need to agree with the equal worth God places on all of us. In this way, we become spiritual people who are also emotionally healthy and love their neighbors as they love themselves. Thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. See you next time.